turn off your laptop. We're on staycation. I'm on TotalWine.com. They have so many rosés, chardonnays, and proseccos. It feels like a real vacation. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. This is No Credentials Required, powered by Belly Up Sports and a part of the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. Here's your host, Ryan McCarthy. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of No Credentials Required. We're powered by Belly Up Sports, and we're a part of the Belly Up Podcast Network. Just want to remind you to like, share, and subscribe both to the YouTube side and the audio side. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts. And I'm going to bring in my guest. Uh, some of you uh, who are who are of uh, Canadian uh, uh, persuasion, you may know him as the voice of, of the Rod Peterson show uh, in the United States. Relatively new to us, but that's okay. We'll, we'll, we'd like to get to know him, and I'm going to bring him in right now. We have Mr. Rod Peterson. Rod, how are we doing tonight? Uh, I couldn't be better, Ryan. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing fantastic. Um, I'm not sure if you noticed my my uh, whiteboard in the back. It says uh, it says Beauty Clark. <laughs> I saw your tweet. I saw your tweet. What's the story on that? Oh, so so it's a double it's a double meaning. It's a it's a double tribute uh, to your producer Clark, first of all, yeah. and also a kind of a nod to one of my favorite movies of all time, Strange Brew. Ah, so, so isn't that I, uh, something? There's one from the archives. Yeah, yeah, it's one of my all-time favorite movies. So I figured I'd give a double nod tonight. With uh, I, I try to do, do a whiteboard thing every once in a while. So, so I figured I'd give a double shout out to our Canadian to my Canadian audience, all two of you. <laughs> yeah, well, I thought that I thought it was from uh, cousin Eddie in the Vacation series. That real nice, Clark. Real That's nice, what I Clark. Thought it was, I thought it was somebody in that. But I got to ask you this. I mean, I got introduced to you guys through the the uh, Slapshot Sweethearts. Yeah, I still don't know how you guys found me. I assume you found me through them. I don't even know how people have discovered our show. Um, I, well, I, in the beginning, I actually, I just kind of watched it. I knew you from the from the Saskatchewan Rough Riders because I used to listen to games, and I, I'm a big CFL fan. I, I've, I've a, I have a vintage Anthony Calvillo uh, jersey on. Great guy, uh, from Las Vegas Posse. I, I yeah, yeah. He, one of my one of my friends actually got to interview him for his Alouettes for the Alouettes podcast he does. So. So I'm I'm a little jealous. Hopefully someday I'll, I'll interview him myself. But you should. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping to. I'm hoping to. Uh, so let's dig into what we're going to talk about tonight, Rod. We're about, first talk about your broadcasting career. Uh, you were a uh, you were a broadcaster with uh, junior hockey with uh, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, as I mentioned. How did you get into broadcasting? What made you want to get into into broadcasting? <laughs> we're still trying to figure that out. I mean, I was raised <laughs> I was raised on a farm. 30 miles south of Regina, Saskatchewan, and I was the youngest of three boys, and mm. we, were a, we were a grain ranch outfit. Uh, if you've watched Yellowstone on Amazon Prime, that's kind of how I grew up, that whole thing. Mm-hmm. And my dad was a farmer, rancher, but he was also a hockey scout. Oh, wow. So <clears throat> my older brothers kind of did their thing. My oldest brother, to this day, I just talked to him on the phone as a riding-the-range cowboy, like he, and he was a hockey player. Wow. But from cool. grade one... 
on, I wanted to be a broadcaster in the media. And I just remember a career day when I was six years old, doing a tinfoil microphone and headphones and saying, I want to be on the radio <laughs> when I was six. So going through, uh, played hockey growing up and everything, but just in, in high school, I just gravitated to the media. My dad was scouting, taking me to the rinks, and I was meeting with the coaches and stuff, but it was the broadcasters that I was always fattest, uh, saddest, or, uh, fascinated by. And uh, when I got old enough to drive, I went to the local radio station, which is in Weyburn, Saskatchewan, Weyburn Red Wings. You probably heard of them. And I just mm. beat on the door of the station. <laughs> I said, give me a job. And they're like, what do you want to do? And I said, I'll do anything. And I, <laughs> and I was in high school, and I was doing senior hockey play-by-play, DJing. Anyways, went to broadcast school in Calgary and uh, actually dropped out after a year because I got a job calling junior football. Hmm. And then I got into, I entered the Western Hockey League at the age of 20 with the Prince Albert Raiders. And then it was just from there. I mean, it was just all I ever wanted to do. And, you know, we're going to get into the uh, the sideline career of mine that I have now. But as far as the media, I can't explain it. I was just, how would a guy in a farm where you would, the only people you would talk to for days were cows you didn't see anybody <laughs> want to end up being a broadcaster I don't I don't know the answer to that just a god shot I I think yeah, <laughs> yeah. so how many years did you did you work with the with the uh, Prince Albert uh, Prince Albert team uh, how many years Prince, was that? Prince Albert Raiders for two Prince Albert years. Raiders. Two years. yeah I, I was there for yeah. two years and then I set goals. I wanted to be in the Western Hockey League at the age of 20, and I did. I wanted to be in Regina, which is where I am now when I was 22. I got hired to be the voice of the Pats. I wanted to be in the NHL at the age of 25, and I didn't do that, but I got into the Canadian Football League, Ryan, at 26, and spent uh, the next 20 seasons with the Rough Riders and uh, actually did the Pats hockey team concurrently for 11 of those. So, And then just for the last year and a half, I've started doing this show on my own. And, and I often say... I feel like I'm having the most fun I've ever had. I'm just thinking I didn't, maybe those other jobs were fun too. This is the perfect job for me right now. Okay. At, okay. at this point in my life. Cause yeah. a little, a little bit of sports has changed and the media has changed. If you've noticed mm. and you're not as free to say what you want to say and have the relationships that you want to have. And with this show, I just can't believe that I only have to work two hours a day and say whatever <laughs> I want. And very, I'm telling you, man, within a week of us launching our show, because it was digital only at the start. Now we're on right. national television. Mm -hmm. But within a week, the football players sniffed out, this is the show we want to be on. <laughs> because for, for, for a variety of reasons. I mean, they want the little two-minute clips that they can put on their Instagram and their Twitter. They want to grow their followers. They want to look like a big deal. We yep. do that for them. And I think, so that was the football players really early. And then Mike Babcock, you know, you mentioned you're a hockey fan. He was on my show yesterday. Yep. I watched that interview. Great interview. First, by the way. Thank you. And it was his first interview since he was fired by the Leafs a year and a half ago. Yep. And we had TSN and Sportsnet DMing us going, how did you get him? Can you give us his number? And I'm like, he doesn't want to talk to you. You were mean to him. <laughs> you know, so with us, we don't have any affiliation to any network. And um, I think you've experienced that freedom with this show where you yeah. can say what, what you want. And the, the guys in the mainstream medium and girls, they don't have that freedom anymore. It used to be that way, but it's not anymore. So yeah. we're kind of blazing a trail here, and it's really cool. I'll admit it. I mean, I'd like to get to a point in my broadcasting career. I actually just I actually graduated from college. I went back at the ripe old age of 39. I went Good back to school. I got my degree. Actually, you could probably see wow. it right up there. Good for you. I, I call it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I, I graduated last uh, last May. 
uh, virtually, which was kind of fun, but still it was a, it was a great day. Was, and the funny thing is I live in upstate New York. Uh, the day that I, my graduate, my graduation, it snowed. Wow. May 9th, 2020. I'll never forget that day. It snowed. I'm like, this is just God throwing me a celebration. <laughs> <laughs> you got your own confetti from the yeah. sky. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Good for you. Yeah. Man. Proud so, you. um, thank you. Thank you. I'm actually looking to get into broadcasting myself as a full-time career, but I'm doing this now on the side just to get some of the most experience and hopefully I'll be in a position that you are that I'd grow an audience and yeah. we'll, uh, you know, be, be independent. So I mean, that's, that's where I'm leaning towards right now. Well, these days. I had a guy right into my website the other day. I've been running rodpeterson.com since March 19th of 2006. And mm -hmm. we're at like close to 30 million views all time. And it was always wow. just the idea of getting things off my chest. And a guy wrote me and he said, you see, you will see, as we come out of the pandemic, that being independent is the cool thing. Like yes. I, you, you got that. You figured absolutely, that out? Yeah. absolutely. So <laughs> when I left the Rough Riders, and to be honest, it was a divorce, which is fine. I say it's the first divorce in history where both sides were happy. It was just time for a change. I've mm -hmm. kind of likened it to Brady and the Patriots. You know, it, it, it yep. seemed mutual, right? Uh, I, I feel that I'm Tom Brady in this scenario, but <laughs> I was like, I don't need to be affiliated with a team to prove my worth to anybody or my own worth. You know, yeah. I'm, I've been doing this long enough. I'm proven I've got the relationships with people and that's what led to the interviews like with Mike Babcock and stuff. But again, mm -hmm. it got to the point where there's people that I've never even met high profile sports people trying to get on our show. And I never planned for that. It was supposed to just be me and my buddies. And it yeah. ended up being guys want to be on this show. And, and so I kind of like, I'm asking them, why do you want to be on this show? Well, it's a safe place. We can say whatever we want, right? Mm -hmm. We, you know, and, and I won't attack people. Like Babcock tonight went on Sportsnet, uh, Sportsnet, and he is just getting eviscerated <laughs> tonight oh, by the man. media and the fans. And I'm like, that's why he came on with us first. Because mm -hmm. I often say, Ryan, with this, these shows, I'm in your house right now. Yeah. You know? And when I say sorry for the mess, by the way, <laughs> yeah, it's fine. but you know what I mean? If somebody's going to come into my house, I'm not going to rag on them. I'm not going to abuse no. them. I'm going to be, I'm going to be hospitable to them. Yep. And that's not overly common in the media either. So, yeah. Yeah. And I, I remember listening, I watched today's uh, episode and you, we talked about cancel culture a little bit and yeah. I, I, there just seems to be uh, uh, not a whole lot of forgiveness and grace in our culture right now. It's like everybody's out for each other's blood. I, I dislike it so much. And yeah, it, it it's, and we, we talked about uh, Mike Babcock and, and about how he, he owned up to his experiences. He, he, and that's the thing you got to do when you're, when you're a person, you got to own up to your experiences. You got to say, you're sorry. Uh, you got to go up to the person you offended and say, you're sorry and say your piece and, and move on. And, Hope to become a better person. Well, I know. I feel like we're very close to getting into that recovery discussion here. But there's a friend yeah. of mine, friend of mine who was the lone surviving coach of the humble Broncos crash. Mm. And uh, his name's Chris Baudry. I just talked to him today because he's buddies with Babcock. And he once told me that you will never heal until you look your issue right in the eyes. Mm -hmm. And most people don't want to do that because it's too painful. But until yeah. you get right down to that level and look the devil in the eyes, you're not going to start to heal. And the guys that feel so upset about Babcock and his, I don't doubt Ryan that he did all the things he's accused of, by mm -hmm. the way, I don't think any of those players are lying, no. but when he has said, we all make mistakes, we're human. 
I wish I could take back what I said and did. And I'm trying to be a better person. What more do you need? And, right. and, 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 and a lot of these guys, well, particularly media, there's some serious wars that have erupted here on Twitter just tonight since we've yeah. been talking of, of people defending Babcock, bashing Babcock. And I'm like, why can't you get over this? Mm-hmm. You know, I guess that was the portion of the show we were watching today. I'm like, Toronto, yeah. what's wrong with you? Why can't you get over this? You can't quit Mike Babcock. What's the deal? Yeah. So, uh, anyways, I know that's a little off topic, but it's uh, no, it's quite all right. It just you got to deal with your own stuff, and and not not be pointing fingers. And there's just a lot of finger pointing going on, as you say, in society right now. Yeah, yeah. I think we I think we got to have the reasonable people talk to each other and kind of drown out the loud noises that are getting the most attention. That's how I feel. Yeah. But since we're on the topic, uh, how, you you mentioned on your Twitter profile that you're a recovery coach. How did you fall into that? I literally fell into it. And yeah. um, yeah, well, you asked if there was any topics that were off limits and, and, and there aren't, <clears throat> but I, I quite like, I speak to groups and stuff about substance abuse, prevention, mental health issues. And I faced an intervention when I was 42, six years ago Oh wow! for alcohol. And okay. I was given a choice of uh, Doré changing my life or door for the better, choosing a better life or door B which is keep doing what you're doing. Keep drinking, but you're going to lose your job. You're going to lose your family. You're going to lose everything. And mm. out of all of that, the I will give myself a tiny bit of credit that I chose Dore. Mm-hmm. And from the moment that door opened, it was just, ah, the sun came in. You know what I mean? And I, I made the yeah. right choice. But two years into that, I got offered an opportunity by a sober coach in Montreal who mm. happened to be in a 12-step meeting that I was in. And he's like, I, he's like, I don't know who you are or what you do, but people listen to you, would you consider being a sober coach? And I'm like, what is a sober coach? And he goes, it's just that somebody that personally helps somebody get sober. That's it. You know, and I'm like, that sounds like really cool. So then I started following that path. So now when people ask me about my story or whatever, I say, listen, I never wanted to be an alcoholic. And once I was, I never wanted to get sober. And once I got sober, I never wanted to be a recovery coach. So all these things were like pushed on me. I didn't choose mm-hmm. any of them. So we could sit and talk about that all night. But now that's what I do. And I I hear from my guys. And I only work with guys, by the way, which uh, there's only one person yeah. in the world that's been offended by that. You would understand why. I'm like, I just, I understand the pressures of what men with addictions and mental health go through. I don't know what the pressures of a housewife are going through. You know what I mean? I can't yeah. help them. Mm-hmm. Um but I hear, so I hear from my guys like on a daily basis and it is unreal. And you were talking about your chaplaincy and I, I was so selfish and such a jerk for most of my life that helping somebody was never, what am I going to get out of it? Why would I help you? Nobody's Mm -hmm. ever helped me or I didn't think that they did. And all of that just changed like flipping a light switch to giving with no expectation, expectation of return and all of that. And that is, you're probably familiar with the secret, the book or the movie or the app. Like mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a secret. Nobody lives by this. If we yeah. all live by this, it shouldn't be a secret because it's the best way in the world to live. Mm-hmm. But uh, and if people I just sorry, I told you I could go on all night about that. That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's my passion. Actually, sports isn't as much my passion, but I think the world also changed for me when I realized I don't need I don't need this sports career. So mm-hmm. as soon as you don't need it, that's a different perspective, you know? Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I, 
there, sports is one thing. I mean, sports is sports. Sport. A lot of sports is entertainment too. So sure, you got to find yourself. You're gonna find yourself a higher purpose. You know, whether you fall into it or you just run into it or it just happens. Well, um, you a- said you're a CFL fan. So I just, I'll tell you <laughs> as much as fun as I've had calling these games in my career for 30 years, mm-hmm. it never felt that noble. Hmm. Like I'm not saving lives. I'm not helping anybody here. As it turned out, I was, because people would say, Oh my God, you got me through a tough time listening to you, but you do what I mean, but that's yeah. not direct. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was doing a game in Hamilton one night, Saskatchewan Rough Riders at the Hamilton Tiger Cats. And it was mm-hmm. like five minutes to go in the first quarter. And my phone's going off. And it's a guy, I had done an intervention on his son. And he's like, my son just left the house with his drug dealer. He jumped in his car. He's gone. What do I do? And I'm like, here come the Rough Riders, first and 10 from their own 35. And I'm like, uh, you know, I'm like, this can't, this can't continue. Right. You know what I, mean? I can't. I should have put in my contract with the dad that I'm available 24 seven, except for when I'm broadcasting a football game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> and the other one was um, I had, this was like near the end of my time with the Rough Riders, but I had reached out to the Tiger Cats and I said, I, I would like to work with Johnny Manziel because I am, he's right in the wheelhouse of my kind of guy. Yeah. And I would, and I still think that I could have an impact with Johnny. And the Tiger Cats said, you work for another team. How's that going to work? No, no. Because jo- Johnny might share vital team information in a conversation with you. And I'm like, well, I'd rather uh, I'd rather do you get it though, right? Yeah, I get it. Totally I, get I, it. I, I, I totally get where they're coming from, but I'm mm-hmm. like, that's that's wrong. But here we are. <laughs> here we are. Yeah. And he's playing he's, he's currently in Georgia playing uh playing football with the right. controlled football. So but yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, but so you kind of went into this while you were a broadcaster with Saskatchewan? Yeah. Huh. yeah. Wow. The two, the two kind of overlapped at the end. And mm-hmm. uh, I'll be honest, the team was incredibly supportive through my entire time um, getting into recovery, going through recovery. For instance, if I had to miss practice because I had a 12-step meeting on or something, I'm like, guys, I need to be at this meeting. I need to go. This is, mm-hmm. this is working for me. And the team's like, do what you got to do. We'll, yeah. we'll cover for you, right? And so for that part, I feel greatly indebted to them. But the, like I say, the two, the two kind of overlapped and they actually, they work really well because I was able to travel across the country and visit people in all these markets. You know what I mean? And, and, and people mm-hmm. often tell me that because I have a lot of strangers DMing me with their issues that I don't, mm-hmm. like, I don't know them, but they feel like they know me because I'm on national television every day. And I'm like, I would not open up to a stranger probably but they don't mm-hmm. feel that i am it's mm-hmm. it's the weirdest thing in the world but it works so we do it yeah no that's that's great it's it's that's really cool that you kind of stumbled into it but it, yeah. it sounds like it's it's going great yeah, one day at a time <laughs> exactly 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 one yeah. day one one hour at a time exactly so we got we got past your career as a broadcaster, and now you're a uh, you're you're kind of doing uh, you're you're doing your show, but you're also doing the the the, uh, the recovery coach. Uh, I figured we talked about some uh, do some topical issues tonight with the sure. uh, with the NHL, some CFL, maybe some NFL too, uh, if we got time. Uh, so let's talk, so, talk about some hockey. Uh, you're in the Great White North, as I like to call it. Uh, you got the uh, as you call it, the Scotia North Division. Why am I the only one? I am the only one. I, I mean, I call it the Canadian Division. I mean, I mean, I don't mean to, everybody but does. It's just everybody does. Everybody does. But my whole thing is, call me crazy. Many have, but I thought we were all in this together. 
And so the way the NHL, and I'm not saying that you're not, I'm just laughing, but it's like the NHL is like, we've sold sponsorships of our divisions, the Honda West, the Discover Central, the Mass Mutual Lease. I refer to all those on my show every day. And I'm looking at the TSN, which is our ESPN, right? And, yep. and yep. Sportsnet. And I'm like, none of you, none of you are referring to it as the Honda West division or the Mass Mutual East division. <laughs> and I'm like, you're broadcast partners with the National Hockey League. So yeah. So the, here's the thing, though, Ryan. It's kind of become my thing. <laughs> like I'm the only guy <laughs> saying it. So it's kind of become like a trademark. And I don't think the NHL even knows that I'm referring to it as that. But one thing that I've realized, and here's a tip for your broadcast career, oh. you cozy, cozy up to the sponsors, it will take you a long way. <laughs> I'll I'll keep that I'll, I'll I'll write that down after yeah. I'm done. <laughs> so what's your what's your feeling of what's your you're from your you're going from a uh, from a point of view from the north you got the north division you got the north division pretty much twenty four seven up there but have you have a chance to watch any of the games down in the states uh, the east the central or the west. You're Sorry, asking the Mass Mutual I... East, the Honda West, and the I forgot you're asking the Central. If, I, if, if I ever watch them, yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny because I'm I'm trying to watch them. Like this is the first. Just to uh, inform your viewers, we live in what I call the Bermuda Triangle of the NHL. If you looked at a map, we are right <laughs> in the middle of Winnipeg, Calgary, and Edmonton. Mm-hmm. And the beautiful thing about that is we're in all of their TV regions, so we get all their games, all of them. So oh, wow. I've never I've never had to buy. NHL center ice like my favorite team is the Vegas Golden Knights but invariably one of those teams is playing the Golden Knights right yeah. Either in Vegas or at home I've never had to buy center ice so I've always been able to watch around the league this year opening night I'm clicking through my my channels I'm like whoa 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 I don't have the Golden Knights this oh. won't do and I'm on the <laughs> phone like immediately to my cable provider saying I need this so for $189 I'm a proud owner of the NHL center ice package and now I get every game so last night I was trying to watch Chicago Columbus mm-hmm. and it was a decent game. I want to see how line is going. And I really love Pat Foley, the voice of the Blackhawks and I'm watching Twitter and Matthew Barnaby is saying this Montreal Ottawa game is a tire fire. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Oh God, I, I'm, I'm trying not to watch Canada, <laughs> but I got to go watch this game. And as it turned out, it's the last game for Claude Julian. Mm-hmm. So anyways, um, my dad, by the way, worked for the Dallas Stars for 26 years, going back to the Minnesota wow. years. So for 26 years, I was the biggest Stars fan in the world. So I'm very familiar with Sunbelt hockey. Let's put mm-hmm. it that way. So there was a night last week that there was no Scotia North Division games. And I'm like, <sighs> I can just watch the other divisions. Now, I can't remember why it was like Vegas, Colorado, something. Uh, Tampa, Florida was playing one night. Yep. And I'm like, this is a nice break. And I actually tweeted that great break from the Canadian division. And people are like, are you nuts? What are you talking about? <laughs> Canadian fans, right? Because the thing is, we're in a society, as you know, more, 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 bring me more, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody can, moderation doesn't exist. Yep. So like every, tonight, as we sit around the air right now, the Flames and Leafs are playing and this country is stopped Yeah. to, to watch that game. And when I was on with the Slapshot Sweethearts, it's hilarious because obviously, you know, those girls, Megan and Shannon. Yep, they, I know Megan and Shannon. Yep. So they, Shannon had never been to Canada and Megan's only been once and she went to Mount Tremblay, Quebec, nowhere near. That doesn't count. No, it doesn't count. It doesn't count. <laughs> so I'm like, you guys, you don't understand. Sports Center is 24 7 
hockey. It's hockey, yeah. hockey, hockey, hockey. Everywhere you go is hockey. So if you mm-hmm. love hockey, this is the place to be. Place. But if you yeah. don't like cold, this is not the this is not <laughs> the place to be. So it's been killing me a little bit that I haven't. Normally, I would be in Florida right now, mm-hmm. and uh, we're, we're like our 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 lockdown restrictions are insane here in Canada. And oh, kind of uh, like kind of like New York. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's 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 a bit. The lockdown restrictions are kind of crazy in New York. Um, I don't know if you've been if you follow New York politics at all, but our yeah. governor's our governor's in trouble because Cuomo. Uh, yeah, Cuomo. He's in trouble yeah. because he uh, he uh, he lied about the nursing home death numbers. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. so, it's a big cover up. <laughs> probably, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm, oh, it's I'm not. Certain I, of just, it. I just assumed that it was. No, I'm pretty certain it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. So, no, no, I. Believe me, I follow. I try to be up on top of everything I, I do, and I'm I'm way off topic with you. But I every no, time we'll, I let's stick, we'll stick to sports now. <laughs> yeah, right. No, well, I'm just saying, just with the Penguins Capitals. Every time I see that they're on, I just start salivating. Like that's Sid mm-hmm. Ovi. That's to me that is the NHL every bit as much as a Battle of Alberta game or a yep. Maple Leafs Canadians, right? Mm-hmm. But it just seems like these games in Canada, there's always been some massive drama going on every <laughs> night and maybe that's built up by the media whatever but i'm here for it and i'm just getting really swept up in it and i know that when we get to the stanley cup who knows if there'll be a canadian team in it or not um but i'll i'll, I'll be swept up like when they started playing in august here it was a hot summer for us it was an awesome summer mm-hmm. and i was inside <laughs> watching hockey because those games were like 12 straight hours man you yeah know, four or five games on end. I'm like, yeah. this is a dream. Yeah. And I, there was, well, there was, you found out who the true fans were or weren't. Mm-hmm. The, if you can't watch summer hockey and enjoy it, or if you can't watch a game with no fans and you think it's ruined, then you aren't, I'm sorry, you're not a hockey fan because mm-hmm. with baseball, I couldn't watch baseball without a crowd. And it just, yeah, me it, yeah. it got a little boring after. I mean, I, I the one thing I, I can't wait for after this whole mess is done Fans in the stands because I, I hate the canned crowd noise. It, it it's awful. It's like, watching, them, it's like watching a video game. I know, and some of them aren't doing a very good job of it either. Like no, the, <laughs> the oohs and the ahs and the boos are like three, four seconds below. I guess like if you can't get it right, don't do it at all. Don't bother. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, don't even bother. But I can't wait for the crowds to open, and I can't wait to go. Like I want to yeah. be one of them in the venue. Although yeah. I, I don't know who the heck I was talking to. The other night, but they said, listen, if you go into an NHL game in Arizona or Florida, it's not even that great because you have to have your mask on the whole time, which frankly, mm-hmm. I think is a pain. So you're trying to mm-hmm. drink a drink, eat your nachos. I'm like, you know what? I'll just stay home. Like it just it doesn't seem very appealing to me. But, buddy, I don't know when that's going to happen. I have well, no idea. I, I'm myself. I'm a New Jersey Devils fan because I'm originally from New Jersey. Uh, so I follow the team and I don't know if you got a chance to watch any Devils games this, this year, this season or not. Bit. Okay. Well, I, did. So, I did because Ty ooh. Smith was mm-hmm. on my show, uh, well back in the spring, early on in the pandemic. And he's, a, okay. he's from here. I mean, I, there's a lot of hockey players from here, as you know, of course. So I was, I was watching the Devils and I'm like, Ty Smith is in the top defensive pairing. He's a rookie. He looks, mm-hmm. he looks like a five-year vet. You know, so I've watched a little bit. Mackenzie Blackwood. Yep. Uh, I saw them go into New York and slap around the Rangers. Uh, they've, yeah. Which I was awesome. Watched, <laughs> yeah. It's not like I'm not watching. 
American hockey. Right. I'm I'm flipping around, but I would say I'm far more versed because when I'm doing these interviews, all you ever really ask, all they ever really ask in Canada is about the Canadian teams, right? Mm-hmm. So I kind of mm-hmm. got to feel like I know what I'm talking about. Well, I know that the New York and New Jersey have kind of lifted lifting a little bit of restrictions when it comes to fan games. I know for New Jersey, uh, they're going to start letting fans at I think ten percent capacity on March uh, March second. Um, I live close enough that I can go. And I've got family in New Jersey, so if I need to stay there, I need to stay there. <laughs> I can go there to, for a game. Uh, the, but the differences between New York and New Jersey, New York, if you want to go to a game, uh, whether it be in Buffalo or the city or Uniondale, they make you get a COVID test three days before to make sure you're negative so you can go to the game. And you got to wear the masks and all that stuff. So, But it's but New Jersey doesn't have to do that. You just say, well, okay, we trust you enough to you know, you, you, you have to wear your mask, but you have to, but we don't have to require you to get a test three days before. Well, you'll think this is funny though, or maybe not, but like, I, that doesn't make any sense to me. So you get your test three days before the game, but what if you contract COVID in the 72 hours in between? I, I don't understand that. Maybe you can't transmit it. So I was asking these questions out loud on my, like I write a column a couple yeah. times a week and I had a doctor write me from Edmonton mm-hmm. and he goes, Rod, Nobody comes to me for sports advice. Nobody should go f- to you for medical advice. So <laughs> STFU. And he's wow. like, I'm going to, st- he's like, I'm gonna- yeah, I know he wasn't very nice about it, but he's like, mm-hmm. I'm going to stop following you. Cause you're talking about stuff you don't know about. And I'm like, okay. And then I kind of dabbled in. <laughs> well, listen, there was a time in the summer with no hot, no sports for four months. Yeah. It's like, what else are we going to talk about? We're doing a right. daily sports talk show here on national television and there's no sports. And yeah. so I kind of wove my way down politics a little bit and then wove my way down the, the path of COVID. And I yep. just got whack over and over Ugh. and over again. And I'm losing followers. And I'm like, whoa, I'd rather lose fingers than lose followers. So I'm just yeah. I'm just going to stop talking about <laughs> this. But you can appreciate when there was no sports going on. And yeah. most... Lunch in the park, check. Hand sanitizer, check. Cancer screening, done. We've all adapted to a new way of living. Keep your health care on schedule with Johns Hopkins Medicine, where your health and safety are our highest priorities. We're ready to care for you through virtual and in-person visits across Maryland and the greater Washington region. Your health, our experts, safely caring for you. Schedule your care now. Learn more at hopkinsmedicine.org forward slash safe. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico's. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Podcasts, bloggers, shoot, TV networks for a time just rolled up the carpets and turned the lights out. And I'm yep. like, what are, you, what are you doing? Like, we still have a mandate here. Yeah. I, I couldn't believe. That's another thing where you realize what people were made of when they just shut it down. Some haven't even come back yet. Yeah. I, I, it's funny. When I, when I started with Belly Up Sports, it was right when the pandemic was starting. And you, you try to find a way to, we would, we would try to, everyone would, would try to find a way to, to get, be a writer or do live yeah. stream or podcast or something. You, you, you need something to talk about. Uh, lucky for us, we had the, the last dance documentary series yeah. that came out in April. And that was 
amazing. Love that document because it brought me back to when I watched basketball. I watched that team religiously. That team was such a great team. And but you also find but you also find stuff to talk about. You think about documentaries that you want to see. Like I, there's one documentary. I'm, I'm a, I guess, as you know, I'm a CFL, a CFL fan. We'll talk about that in just a moment. I want to see a documentary, or I want to produce a documentary someday that talks about the CFL U.S. expansion. Oh yeah, well, there's I a book on that. it. If you care, there's a book on it. Uh, the, uh, but the Baltimore Stallions? Oh yeah. Well, no, no, yeah, no, no. I got there's, it. A, there, oh. there's a book about the Stallions and why and okay. the author can't remember his name. But there's a okay. book about the entire era. Oh wow! And it's called Border Wars. Ooh. Um, the story of Canada's American expansion. And I'll tell you, I'll never forget, this is hard to believe, but I was on a flight to Tampa Bay and I read that whole book on the one flight and I was literally crying. I was laughing so hard at the stories. And I'm like, people are looking they're like, what is wrong with that guy? And but it was just, it was, it, it's funny. And maybe we can do this over the course of a series of podcasts. I don't know, because yeah. I can talk about this for forever, but the CFL, I used to bring up that stuff all the time and talk about the posse like the jersey are wearing or the yep. memphis mad dogs and the cfl pr guy who we've like we're great friends his name's jamie dykstra but he's like rod can you stop bringing that up and i'm like <laughs> i'm like no why? <laughs> yeah well, i'm like why it's part of our history and yeah goes, because we want to forget about it it was an embarrassing time and i'm like well whatever you're in charge so i guess i'll stop talking about it and then i'm reading the book going yeah, they, maybe there's a reason why they want to forget this because it was just an absolute <laughs> sham. But the but the American expansion is like that drunk uncle that comes to the Christmas gathering with a family and just you just want to leave him in the corner and not talk to him. You know what I mean? It's he's Uncle Eddie. He's, yeah. he's Uncle Eddie. <laughs> nobody wants to acknowledge him. Yeah, exactly. So, oh, uh-oh. I'm sorry. Can you do me a favor while we're talking? So, can you explain to me what Belly Up Sports is? Is it new? Like I. I'm as new to it as it is to me. Okay. Uh, I have been with the website for about a year. Uh, basically, it's, uh, it's it's actually been around for about three years. Uh, we started doing blogging. Uh, we kind of went into pod- podcasting. Uh, we're doing live streams. Uh, I do. I have a live stream show on Friday nights uh, that I do outside of Mode Credentials Required. Uh, it's just we just do – we just write articles. We try to be – do satire as much as we can, try to keep – spicy topics and hot takes uh with different sports we're, we're we're starting to get into beat writing too so we're covering individual teams that's awesome uh, so so that's what yeah yeah and they came to me and they said yeah I, you know we want you on our team I'm, I'm proud to be a part of this team it's fun it's cool it's cool and it's uh yeah. as i can tell it's uh like a rabid group you guys all support each other like crazy yeah which which is not common <laughs> as we talked about <laughs> earlier uh in this space that we're in in the world right now but it seems to be in a lot of American markets too. What? Yeah. It's like, is it in every market or? Um, we have we have people pretty much all over. We got one guy in Britain, uh, who's who's originally from Detroit. He moved to Britain uh, a few years ago. Uh, I don't know if for a job or just because. Um, you know, we've got some we got some folks in Canada. Uh, one of our Canadians is uh, is a big basketball fan. She got into the. She's a big Raptors fan. Uh, but we've got people all over the country. I'm I'm in. Albany, New York, uh, Albany, New York area, Saratoga, New York area. But I love New York teams, um, uh, obviously. But you know, we got guys from Ohio and Massachusetts and Connecticut, and you know, everybody's all over the place. 
Yeah, it's, it seems awesome. quite big. Well, I was going to say, hopefully uh, we can form some sort of partnership. If you already have a Canadian division, then uh, I get it. But I, I, I like what I see, and I've only known about it for like 10 days. So it's oh, just wow. really cool awesome. how you guys support each other and what you're doing. So if we, if, if, hey, if I win, we all win. That's just that's yeah, exactly. how I think. It's team, it's team mentality. It's team yeah. mentality. So let's transition into the CFL. And you have – you, you know, we've had some – you know, obviously last year with the pandemic, there was no season, unfortunately. And actually, um, I'm kind of, I'm close enough to the Montreal Alouettes. I follow them. Uh, one of our, two of our uh, arena football players, uh, he's playing Albany. One of our guys signed with the Alouettes. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of a guy named Malachi Jones. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And uh, Fab Guerra, uh, he's a punt, he was a punt returner, maybe a kick returner for, in the, in, for the Columbus Destroyers. Uh, so they signed with the Alouettes, but unfortunately the, the league didn't play last year and I guess they're trying to get things going this year, but I mean, that seems to be kind of they just when it's one step forward and two steps back, right? Is that, is that how I kind of gathering from, well, from all the news I'm stories I'm hearing? I'm following the throes of this daily because mm-hmm. frankly, with our show, although we're a hockey country, I would say our bread and butter of our viewership is CFL fans. And mm-hmm. so we're like every day it's it's up and down. It's like a roller coaster. You've you've got it right. Two steps forward, one back, or it's actually mm-hmm. probably one forward and two back. But what people have realized, something that I've always known, but in the pandemic, people have realized that the CFL is not this huge thing that they thought that it was. I mean, right. it's cool that every game is on national TV every week. And it's mm-hmm. easy to do because there's only nine teams. Right. But they have got a huge brand, but they don't make a ton of money. So right. the, the point here is that when, when other leagues were going into a bubble last year, the CFL looked at it and they're like, we can't afford to do it. We can't, we, our, our rosters are too big. We got 55 guys per team. What are we going to do? We're going to put them in Winnipeg and keep them in a hotel and ask these guys to stay in their hotel room after noon every day. And the price tag I was told was a million dollars just to feed them food alone, let alone mm-hmm. playing these guys. Testing is the number one thing. Like I've yeah. heard, the testing for the NFL, I just heard this the other day from a coach in Houston. He goes, our testing was expensive by NFL standards <laughs> where, where resources are unlimited. Right. So I'm just explaining why the CFL didn't play last year. They couldn't afford to play. And right. the borders closed. So to bring in uh, Americans and have them quarantined for 14 days was not real. Where were we going to put them? Mm-hmm. You know, they don't have homes. These guys rent during the season. So it was just a logistical nightmare. And now that you ask that, like for this upcoming season, I just read an article of the pre- with quoting the president of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. And he said, um, sorry, I'm getting a text here. about <laughs> My phone's going nuts here. Sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> Got a text about, about Babcock. It's, I told you it's going nuts. <laughs> so anyways, anyways, the president of the Blue Bombers is just like, it's going to be incredibly expensive again. But we're going to do it. We're going to find a way to do it mm-hmm. because we can't go two years without playing. And right. I saw your comments today about the NLL. And I think the CFL is really annoyed by the fact that their fans are in their face every day with, when are you going to play? When are you going to play? And, mm-hmm. and they don't have the answer. That's right. frustrating, right? When you're asked the questions that you don't have the answers to. Yep. But I'm like, I'll guarantee you the NLL would die for the publicity that you guys have. Oh, yeah. Right. Like and the profile, their games aren't even on television, let alone national television, not even on regional television. So 
I had a guy chastise me in my show today saying, Rod, one day you're positive, one next day you're negative. Like it's yep. hard to, I'm like, well, hello. Well, welcome to following the CFL. Yeah. When, when the commissioner and the owners can't tell you today if they're going to play, why are you looking at me? Because mm-hmm. I darn sure can't tell you if they're going to play. So the other thing that we've learned is that the players would play for literally nothing. Yeah. Like you mentioned Manziel and the fan control league. Those guys aren't getting paid. How could they don't have any money? Uh, football players will play for nothing. Yeah. And that's one thing that we've learned in the pandemic is that. And I think the owners in the CFL probably always knew that too, but now the fans know it as well. So it's not good. It's not good. No, I'm hoping for the best, but you know, anything could happen. So it's a weird war. It's a weird world we live in right now. Well, what I'm sorry, what it comes down to is vaccines. That's it. But the basically the CFL has put a drawn a line in the sand and said, we are not playing if we can't have fans period. And Mm -hmm. you mentioned opening up to 10%. Just in the state of New York, you said, right? Is there, uh, or New Jersey? New Jersey. The, the, yeah, New Jersey's at 10%. I think New York's at 10% too. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. It's taken this long to get here. <laughs> and, our, and our government is far more, depending on how you look, far more cautious. Our health officials are far more cautious than yours. Mm-hmm. So you're just finally opening up to 10%. <laughs> like we, we had hoped that our government was going to look at what's going on in America and go, hello, Texas. Hello, Florida. They got crowds. It's, it's safe. Yeah. That hasn't happened. That hasn't no. happened. Well, I don't know if you saw, I saw, I saw a, an article the other day that they did for, for NFL cities and college football cities that were allowed to have fans in the stands. There was no, there were no major outbreaks. Yeah, that's the that's and the part been, of the story that doesn't get told. Yeah, and two weeks after the Super Bowl, have you have you, I haven't seen any outbreaks from Tampa from the Super no. Bowl? No. So uh, honestly, the answer to your question about the CFL this year comes down to if we get enough of the population vaccinated by June, which is when the season's supposed to kick off, mm-hmm. there will be a season. But as we sit here today, nobody can answer that question because we're behind in the vaccine rollout. It's not going smoothly. And the, mm-hmm. other, the other thing that, that I love talking about, I'm not sure other people do as much, it's one thing to be vaccinated. It's another to convince people to come to the stadium, even if it is safe. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like The teams at every level think that people are just going to flock to the arena and stadium as soon as they can. And the theaters think that as well. The movie company owners think that. And I'm like, yep. guys, I... I think you're in for a rude awakening. Like I'll go for sure. Oh, me but too. I, but I like, if you look at the polls, like 70 to 80% of people say that they will not be in a rush to go to a game or go to any public events. Even once this is declared safe and we don't even know when that's going to be. I, 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 I'm think, I, I think a lot of it has to do with the fear that a lot of our government and media types have pushed into it. But, put it put into it but that's just my opinion that's just my opinion about I it. I think it is too but why would we think that that's going to change? Are they going to do a 180 all of a sudden? No. No, unfortunately. Well, and that's I've been in the media for 32 years now and I I'm very untrusting with what I hear. And that's from coaches because <laughs> mm-hmm. I stood beside them in a scrum and and I'm like you're lying. I know you're <laughs> lying. Like that's what I'm saying to myself. And so when I see People stand at a podium, politicians, even some health people. I'm just very skeptical of what I'm hearing. But I, mm-hmm. that's just because I've been in the business for so long. I think John Q. Public, Sally Q. Public, believes, wants to believe what they're told. Mm-hmm. And that they're not 
always being told the truth and that's scary yeah i that's one thing we i think i think i do is i try to read between the lines of what people are saying and how we read how how what kind of articles we read so try to i mean i for myself i try to be as truthful as i can try to be as almost as honest as i can uh so that's just my mo um i, I wish a lot of other people would follow that but you know what can yeah, you but do you're not gonna you're not gonna this is where the recovery thing works well with sports you aren't gonna make somebody do something they don't want to do yep or or until they're ready yeah so that's why you know i can't remember what my earlier tip was to you but here's my second and that is speak from the heart and be truthful and don't try to BS people mm-hmm. and you will be very successful in this business. Um, but that's where I fell out of favor near the end of my time with teams is that I was told to go on the air and lie mm-hmm. and I wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And they said, no, no, no. If you don't do it, you'll be replaced. And I distinctly remember taking my key fob off my belt and going, here you go. I'm done. I don't want this job if you're going to make me lie to people. And that happened. And that's when I say things have changed. And that's not everywhere. That's Mm -hmm. just what happened to me. And I'm like, I don't want to do this job if I'm being told what to say and and, and people can't believe what I'm saying. And I think that's why, and and as we both went into earlier, I think that's why a lot of people are going more independent. Are your cat's there? What's your cat's name? His name's Tagalong. (laughs) I'll let, him, let me see if I, I'll let him in. Hang on one second. Sure. <laughs> Come on, buddy. There he is. Nice. Cute Show mascot. Scott. Oh, thank you. He's Tag always, along he, is better than hop along. That's true. <laughs> he will literally follow you wherever you go. <laughs> oh, that's how you got that. Well, that's cute. That's how I got the that's name. Good. Looks yeah, like a nice, nice, nice demeanor. Yeah, he's uh he misses me so he's like, why is the door closed? Right, so. not not camera shy, not camera but, uh, shy at all. But that's <laughs> I'll be honest, man. That's where you guys listen. I've done a lot of time, and I'm not sure how much the viewers are interested in this, but I know you and I are. I've done a lot of time examining, spent a lot of time examining why Spit and Chicklets is so popular in Pat McAfee. Yep, and and, and ours because ours is being called the Canadian version of that, and <laughs> it's very simply, it's not polished you know it's not anything (laughs) special and they got going through barstool i mean they've just got a few years ahead of us their numbers are insane oh yeah and it's and people want the goods and i was just talking to a a junior hockey guy the other day he goes obviously you're familiar with spitting chicklets and biz nasty yep he's like biz nasty now is doing instagram lives in between periods of hockey night in canada from arizona (laughs) <laughs> and people are tuning into him because they'd rather watch him than what's coming out of their screen because it's not hockey night in Canada has turned into this agenda and political movement. And mm. that's, by the way, that's fine, but that's yeah. another way that the business has changed. Mm-hmm. And where's biz. If you've watched him, he's just going to let it rock. So the yeah, other night, he's just going to let it rip. <laughs> yeah. He's taken questions from viewers about Babcock and who's better McDavid or, Matthews and he's given his thoughts and I'm just like this is fascinating you know, you know yeah as a, as a New York Jets fan uh, uh you know who Damian Woody is oh yeah I love him I watch him every uh, morning D- on get up yeah oh yeah yeah he'll after Jets games he'll go on Periscope and just let it let loose about his feelings about the game what are the Jets doing 
what's going on? And he's just honest. He's I, I love that honesty. I love that the fact that social media gives us gives every just about every journal not journalist but every analyst that uh, that moment to be really honest with our audience and be genuine. Yeah, and it's it's that's why when I said I work with athletes and entertainers because the same thing's happening with YouTube. Like star singing sensations are being found on YouTube. They don't have to wait for a record mm -hmm. company anymore. Or for an agent to discover them singing in a bar in Nashville, yep. like they go go look at their YouTube, you know. So yeah, that's I mean, what's look, awesome. yeah. look at look at Dude Perfect. I don't know if you're familiar with Dude Perfect. They I'm did... actually not. Oh. <laughs> if he if he's not country, I I, I probably wouldn't no, know. Him. Well, no, they're, they're, it's not. They're not a musician, but they're oh. just guys who just do trick shots of of things, and they've gotten together with. They actually did a video with uh, Jimmy Ben and uh, Tyler Sagan from Dallas because they're based out of Texas. Oh, wow. So they do trick, they did hockey trick shots with them and they did stuff with Johnny Manziel and from, you know, when, they were oh, when he's a Texas then I, have, then I have heard of them. Yeah. Yeah. They've yep. been around for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And they get discovered. They did YouTube videos and they were on Nickelodeon for yeah. a couple of years. So, but that's yeah. again, where on one hand I did a zoom call with a broadcast class out of Vancouver, British Columbia a couple months ago. And I felt like telling these kids, don't do it. <laughs> well, just that Bell Media, the company that owns TSN, mm -hmm. whacked whacked eight hundred people ten days ago, oh. and it's incredibly Rough. painful for the for the for the media industry in Canada. Mm. But on the flip side, it's if you're willing to work hard and do your thing and have the uh, nerve to do your own show, the sky's the limit, right? Because the broadcast people, the executives, they are, I know. They've been panicking for five to 10 years, wondering where this business was going. Mm -hmm. And now it's here. Mango. Yep. Like the pandemic just, you know, and I was, I was saying today how, uh, I don't know if you caught the portion of the show, but I said, I had a goal growing up of getting my name in the hockey news. That was my goal. My yep. whole family just ripped through the hockey news. We couldn't wait for it to come in the mail. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, well, I got my name on Sports Center last night. So actually, that's probably cooler because I don't even read the hockey news anymore. <laughs> so and like the hockey news did not adapt with the times. If they, I, I don't know if they have an app or what. I don't read it anymore. You know, I it's just they, I think they acquired by SI or Sports Illustrated. Then they I guess they're happy to. But my, my <laughs> point is it, that was a that was a periodical that we would sit and read an article on every single team in the national hockey league. Right. And that's how Stan Fischler mm -hmm. became, became on my radar on that tiny little farm in milestone Saskatchewan. So it's just, now we have the internet. Now we have all this, but the, the, uh, the strongest will survive and uh, the most talented will be discovered and the rest will, the meek will be cold. <laughs> all right. So I think we're, I think, uh, you know, I, we've got about 45 minutes. So I'm going to, I'm actually going to let you go, Rod, but uh, let's, before we I let you go, let the people know out there where they can find you. Are they, whether they're they're an American audience or, or or a Canadian audience, like how can people find you? How can people find your show? Well, daily daily we're live on Facebook and YouTube. So just type mm -hmm. in the Rod Peterson show. You can find us there, and we do interactive with our viewers every day for two hours. Yep. But we're also on Game Plus TV network, and I'd have to go check my uh, list. But I believe we're available on Altus Cable in upstate new york we check your cable listings game plus network we're on tv in 10 provinces and 31 states new york mm -hmm. state is one of them okay and uh so yeah we're on television every day too 
and rodpeterson.com. You can listen there, read my columns. So, uh, yeah, it's going well. I appreciate it. I Over a third of our audience is an American, and I don't really know why that is, other than I think they're like you. I think they're like you. They like CFL coverage. Yep. They like hockey coverage, and they like NLL coverage. And when they're playing, we talk about it because, gosh knows, you can find uh, NFL coverage <laughs> Oh yeah. In 0.5 yeah. seconds. Right. So we do a little yep. bit of that, but you can get that every anywhere. Yeah. I mean, ESPN, I mean, that's, and I mentioned on your show the other day when I commented, I said, there's two seasons in the NFL. There's regular season off season and off season. They're in the conversation pretty much every single day on ESPN. Yeah. However, because I'm a Cowboys fan, and like this morning, That's, this interview's over. Good night. <laughs> so I, get, I get that a lot. But my wife's my wife's working from home, so I watch ESPN get up every day, and so she's like eavesdropping on the television. So the day after the Super Bowl, she's like, "Well, the NFL season's over. What are they going to talk about now?" And I said, "NFL every day, every day, NFL." And Today, I flipped, and I'm like, they're talking about the Cowboys should draft a quarterback in the event that Dak Prescott doesn't sign long-term. And I'm like, okay, this is getting old. I'm a Cowboys fan, and this is getting old. Can you guys talk about something else? And then, you know what? We're going to be leading up to the draft, and you see that they're talking about that, right? And, Mm -hmm. you know, know, projection. Like, we're going to – Mel Kuyper is going to get more coverage than Joe Biden in the next two months. He's been right. getting more coverage than the president for the last probably decade. <laughs> yeah. No matter exactly. who's in office. <laughs> yeah, but do you not think that's another thing where people are going to push back a little bit in viewership, I think. Like, I think they want to hear more than just the NFL, or am I wrong? You tell me. No, I, I think I think because ESPN has a, as a as a uh, as an interest in the NFL, and if they broadcast their games on Monday night, same thing with the NBA, they broadcast NBA games, MLB. NHL not so much until I think NBCSN goes off the air, and I think ESPN is going to try to get the coverage. I mean, they they have they have coverage on ESPN Plus uh, for some games for out of market games, uh, but I think once NBCSN goes off the air at the end of the year, and the NHL has to find a new contract, has to find some a new provider somewhere for a contract, ESPN is going to be at their door. And you might see some more coverage on ESPN, but it's it's the, it's the fourth out of the four big teams the big big leagues in the united states so yeah. unless you're in a major market like new york or chicago or boston you won't see a whole lot of nhl coverage on espn unless barry melrose is on for a playoff game or john bucci gross who i love by the i love john bucci gross's coverage he's a big hockey enthusiast uh he's always talking up some hockey so but, but, you, but it's not easy to find no it's not and that no it's not See, but that's the thing to a Canadian. I just find it incredibly hard to believe, you know, because it is so far. It's hockey is one, two, three and four. Mm-hmm. And, right. And then everything else below it. And I maybe that's to a fault. I don't know. But to the hockey fans in America, they just they can't believe that that's a thing. But I'm sorry if I'm keeping uh, you too long here, Ryan. <laughs> oh, no, know. not at all. Not well, at with all. NBC Sports Network, I keep hearing because I'm having these discussions with you folks that they're going to be done. What? Why are they done? And what's the NHL going to do? Honestly, I, I haven't, I'm not sure. Um, from what I'm seeing, I'm just looking at the article from USA Today uh, from back last, it's, it's been a news for about a month and I nobody's really gotten into it. Um, but it looks like they're going to say shut down at the end of 2021, 
several sports properties will shift to USA. Okay, so it's going a lot of sp- these, a lot of these are going to USA Network. So they're basically going to try and take off NBCSN and put everything on uh, that NBC that puts on NBCSN on USA Network. So like Was NASCAR, IndyCar, that NASCAR include that includes hockey, NASCAR, IndyCar, English Premier League. But that's good stuff. NASCAR yeah. is, anyways, yeah. Yeah, because more people have USA Network in their homes than they do NBCSN. Oh, so they're still going to be on the air, just not as NBC Sports Network. Right. It'll just yeah. be NBC Sports. Yeah. Well, and then with ESPN Plus, because the CFL games are on ESPN Plus, right? That's what all yep. my friends mm-hmm. have been telling me forever. But yep. I just, I as, as much, because we're sitting here talking tonight streaming, I do believe streaming is the future, and we all know it. But I think for the NHL, they want to be on television. <laughs> right yeah that's the i was just telling my wife tonight at supper that i said i've been in radio for 30 years this is my first foray into tv and television now i know why it's so up here because yep. there's so much it's just the exposure the things you can do with product placement you know what i mean it's just it's tv still king right yep. you know streaming's gaming on it gaining on it but if you're the nhl you want to be on TV. And, I, and I, I read the book on ESPN. Those boys have all the fun. I think we all know ESPN was built on the NHL. You're old enough yes. to remember that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. The, the big thing was, I mean, especially on ESPN2, when ESPN2, when they created ESPN2, that was the NHL, that was the NHL network before it was the, before the NHL network was a thing. Yeah. And I remember. But, yeah. it, but it's like, again, how did they get away from that? Why did they get away from that? Um, cause I've become a Gary Bettman fan, but somewhere along the way, the ball's been dropped and I'm not even sure that it's him, mm-hmm. but, but it's just, it just seems like the NHL's profile is shrinking, which incidentally, the same thing's happening in Canada with the Canadian football league. The CFL might have more fans in America than it does in Canada. I'm not joking. Cause you guys follow mm-hmm. the players, you know, who the players yep. are, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. And, um, but anyways, I'm not in charge of those decisions. So I just stay out of the way and market my own show. And that's going well. And uh, I was going to say, when we're off the air here, I'll I'll uh, give you some contact info for Anthony Calvillo because he's oh, just yes. started. He, yeah, he's just been started following me recently. I've oh, done nice. some I've done some events with AC. Like we know each other, but I never had his contact info. Mm-hmm. But he's sitting as the offensive coordinator at the University of Montreal, and yep, it's just like been yep. right. And he's been hired as an uh, ambassador for the Alouettes. Yep. And uh, AC is just a classy guy, smart guy. Uh, you've picked a great guy to uh, not idolize might be a strong term, but be a fan of. How's that? Yeah. That, yeah. I've got, I've also got a Montreal Jersey of his that uh, I got when I was in Montreal back in the day. What a so, great city. Oh, lovely city. Lovely city. Hope to go, hope to go back there sometime. <laughs> Hopefully you got a reason to go back sometime. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Well, I'm hoping if, if the, if the CFL and the Alouettes play this year, I'll definitely, if they, if they open up the borders, I'll definitely be on board. Good. All right, Rod. So let's, uh, I want you to, before we go, I'll have you give your social media accounts, uh, your social yeah. media on, on Twitter, uh, where can people follow you? Uh, and jump and crack wise. If they, if they want to <laughs> just say yeah, hi, whatever. Yeah, where I'm people can up. find you. I like to uh, I'd like to go back and forth with people. So uh, it's at Rod Peterson for my show, mm-hmm. for me personally, um, at Rod Peterson show for the for the show account, and then my recovery accounts, which I keep completely separate, is uh, at Peterson Recovery on Twitter, wow. Instagram, Facebook. I'm on all of those, and uh, I invite anybody that's struggling with any issues 
that have nothing to do with sports, but mental health, you're having a tough time. Um, that's where I like to help people and converse with people. And mm-hmm. it doesn't go any further than me. And if I, if I can't help you, I'll direct you to the right person. So uh, I appreciate that opportunity. And yeah, life's going great. I appreciate it. Making a lot of new friends like yourself. And uh, ah, thank you. I, I got no complaints. Awesome. All right, Rod. Well, thanks for your time. Really do appreciate it. All right. Well, hopefully you'll return the favor for me. Absolutely. Okay. (laughs) All right. Intro and outro music is On the Verge by Joseph McDade. Check out his music and support him on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Joseph McDade. Thank you for listening to No Credentials Required, powered by Belly Up Sports and a part of the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. For more articles and podcasts, visit bellyupsports.com. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Hey, Washington, D.C. With summer around the corner, there's no time to wait for your healthy, pest-free lawn with True Green, America's number one lawn care company. True Green's science-based approach and local expertise will give your lawn the year-round care it needs to be thick and weed-free. Go to TrueGreen.com radio and save 50% on your first service. Just call 877-461-0681 or go to TrueGreen.com radio today and get a lawn to be proud of.